Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome to Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet we dare to cover things like Game of Thrones, television, uh, the Star Wars, movies, Disney, revivals, Last Kingdom, medieval shows, sci-fi shows, fantasy shows, movies, and books all in one place. I am Dan Selke, uh, the editor at winnerscoming.net, and I am here with Mia Johnson of dorksoutoftheforest.com. Mia, I have a, a question for you. It's a little sensitive. We're going to ask it. How are you? It's getting colder, but you know, um, I was like mourning the loss of warmth for like a couple of days, but after <laughs> you kind of accept it, and I'm like, you know what, I like good in sweaters, so yeah. th- th- there are yeah, pluses. Time. Oh, yeah, I went out to the grocery store yesterday, and it was a little bit, you know, like it was dark and a little rainy. I was like, I don't know how to dress for fall. I think I forgot, <laughs> so it's like those building blocks now. I'm getting used to it again. It has been a long year. It feels like forever ago since there was another fall, so um, I think that's part of the reason. Thanks for everybody tuning in. Hey, Julie. Hey, I'll hope you're enjoying Fire Cannot Kill a Dragon, the untold story of Game of Thrones, blah, 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 along the subtitle. Um, hey, Kurt, the North does remember. And hello from Ohio to Brianna Collier. Thanks all for watching. This week is going to be a little, I don't know, there wasn't like a ton of news to go over. So we're going to go over some like quick hit, grab bag, smash and grab, little uh, bullet point stuff. And um, I want us all to react to the news on a scale of one to 10, or also on a scale of white to green, whichever one of those you prefer. Okay. Here's some uh, things that's going around in, in the entertainment industry. Right. First, uh, news. Sorry, Mia, you were to What's that? The white to green kind of threw me off, but I think we should, I'm not asking any questions. <laughs> you could also do F to A, white to green, one to 10, or rhinoceros to um, meerkat, whichever you prefer. All right, all right. Okay. First up, um, The Last Kingdom, Netflix show, Medieval Times, based on a sterling book series by Bernard Cornwell, Uhtred, son of Uhtred of Bippenburg, The Adventures, very Game of Thrones-like, very medieval, very swords, very battles, very good, now that I'm watching it. It is officially back in production, pre-production, on season Ooh. five. We have this little uh, hint at the director of photography, the DP, putting up his little sign, his really illustrious nameplate there um, on his <laughs> office. Anyway, that's just a sign that the show has been around for a while. It's, it's gotten a big following by now, going into a fifth season. Um, I keep waiting for it. I mean, I'm not sure it's ever going to be Game of Thrones size, but it definitely has developed a good reputation among its fan base. Yeah. And just like a really solid historical medieval drama that I'm liking a lot. So I'm excited about that. Mia, um, on a scale of platypus to Milky Way Galaxy, how excited are you for (laughs) season five? 
you know, I'm going to have to rank it kind of towards the platypus. I'm, you know, philo- philosophically <laughs> yeah. speaking, I think we're going from smallest to the most grandest. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I didn't even know The Last Kingdom was like going into a fifth season. I hadn't even recognized oh, it yeah, of course on for that long. Um, but that's kind of, I guess it's awesome to know that they're, I guess, eventually going to be back at it at some point. Should be exciting yeah. for fans. You know, everything's so much slowing up because of coronavirus, but they're all going mm-hmm. back into business. And I mean, it's not stopping shows winning off the ground. For example, next quick hit. Okay, this is a little weird. Did you hear that Dexter, the friendly serial killer drama that ran on Showtime for, I think, eight seasons yeah. um, back in like the 2000s into 2013, um, is coming back. Showtime's bringing it back with Michael <laughs> C. Hall back as his like serial killer, but he only kills all the serial killers, so it's good yeah. um, kind of thing. W- were you a fan of that at all when it was on or afterwards? No, I also think I was too young for this when it came on. Sure. So <laughs> when it was like whenever I heard Dexter, you know, being me, even though I was older, I was like, are we talking about the Cartoon Network show? Are we talking about cartoons here? <laughs> yeah. And I'm here, I see things like serial killer and all that. I was like, oh, that's not what I remember it is. <laughs> like Dexter's Laboratory got dark in like yeah. season six. No, yeah, it's this. That, um, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a show for it. had a big following. Okay, before Game of Thrones, this mm-hmm. was the poster child for finale people hated. Like, I'm not Ooh. kidding. People loathed the finale of Dexter where he kind of um, retires from serial killing and becomes a lumberjack. I didn't actually watch the final. I, I watched the first few pieces, but I didn't, I, I didn't watch all the way through to the end. All I know is that folk hated it. If anybody out there watched and has feelings, feel free to tell us. But they're bringing it back. The showrunner from like the good years is coming back and said he wants to like um, make the ending right. Uh, Kurt never liked Dexter, which works out. And Julie (laughs) likes Vikings. That's going to be even better. I agree, Julie. I agree with you there. But yeah, I mean, that's, I I, I don't know. I I think it's a little, I don't know how you can... At some point, it's it's okay to just let things lie. I mean, I know we're living in an era of all these revivals and all these reboots. Mm -hmm. But I mean, good Lord, it hasn't even been gone a, a decade yet. Like, you could let it rest for a minute before you remake it. Although this is like a continuation with the original actor, Michael C. Hall, uh-huh. in the main role. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, because I didn't watch it, I can't per se, you know, be like, oh, this is a really great thing or it's not so much. Hmm. I, for the time being, I'm not completely against it, especially if they're <laughs> trying to, you know, retread and kind of hopefully either recorrect or make better what had already happened in the past in that final uh, season. But yeah, when I heard that I was coming back, I was like, did I miss something? Was this like already in the works? And I, and it was just kind of like, boom, here's the, here's the announcement. Here it is. Um, so yeah, lots of surprises and it, well, yeah, I guess it has to come back on Showtime, right? Yeah, we have to, unless they have other rights. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, maybe they could do a Game of Thrones, like straight sequel revival in a couple of years. <laughs> Would anybody out there be interested in that? I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. I mean, as much as the, the finale did disappoint some, not all, uh-huh. um, there's also a, a good point to like kind of letting it be its own thing, but we'll see That's where that true. goes. As Kurt says, likes The Last Kingdom, definitely not GOT, but it's medieval filler for me. I feel the exact same way. I think it is like, uh, 
like of all the shows on, I think that's one of like the top kind of Game of Thrones um, methadone um, treatments. Like it's enough like the show in terms of setting, in terms of like kind of complicated character interaction that you can actually, like I get a bit of a Game of Thrones vibe from it. Whereas even though I love The Mandalorian, I don't really get a Game of Thrones vibe from that, which is fine, yeah. let, let it be its own thing. Um, and Dexter though, I kind of agree with you, uh, Julie. I mean, I, I, I watched some seasons. I didn't watch the whole thing. At some point I was like, eh, I'm gonna get out of this, but peace. <laughs> and apparently it went downhill after that, so. It was your influence. You were the one who dictated that. I'm, I really am amazing. Um, okay, <laughs> next quick hit. Um, HBO is making a second season of The Outsider, which I really liked from this past, God, when was it? I think it was earlier this year, which feels like 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, the very measured, slow-paced, well-made Stephen King horror drama that found Academy Award winner, I think, right? Cynthia Ivero mm -hmm. um, in the role of kind of like a socially awkward detective who tracks down a literal monster. Now, at the end, they kill it. So it's one of those questions where I'm like, how are you going to do a season two? But I mean, yeah. Stephen King has literally two million books he's written. So some of them <laughs> who, who have that character in them. So I'm sure they can find something. Oh, so there would there is some sort of common thread despite it. Like, yeah, because when I when I heard you talk about it, I was like, oh, this sounds like it is, you know, just kind of definitively ended. It's going the way of Watchmen, like one and done sort of thing. Um, that is kind of interesting to me. Um, HBO's getting tricky lately with that because because they yeah. did the Watchmen thing, a one and done. And I thought they were like turning over a new leaf. The outside seemed very complete. Lovecraft Country seemed kind of complete until the last episode. Um, uh -huh. But now apparently the Watchmen might have been the uh, the outlier. That's funny. Which is, it, to me, it's funny because I, and I haven't watched The Outsiders, so I can't say for sure. It was good. Like, yeah, like, but does it like beg the, you know, kind of have this necessity where it's like, oh, I love these characters so much that I need to see more of them? Because I definitely felt that way about Lovecraft Country. And I feel like Watchmen is probably that way too, where it's like, you get all this established why stop here so the outsider is kind of to me a little weird it's like oh you know i wouldn't have taken us to something where people are just like you know begging to see more um but i won't deny you know if they want a second season either that was very good i really liked um cynthia aviro's character a lot and like i don't watch a lot of horror like that much but um mm -hmm. there's some of, some of it i enjoy and i was like on the edge of my seat through that and they did like leave a door open, which is fine. I I'm into okay. it. I I'll watch another season, especially <laughs> if she's in it. And Stephen King, it's all part of the Stephen King essence. Where I just... do have a question. When Go it ahead. comes to horror, how does this compare to like Lovecraft Country? It's more like, it's a lot more tense. Like Lovecraft okay. Country, like it was more about like the shock and like the kind of creativity for me of like mm -hmm. the visuals. There wasn't actually a whole lot of like, like, I was disgusted watching Lovecraft Country sometimes. I wasn't really yeah. scared that often. The Outsider kind of freaked me out. Like, that is more, like, there's less gross blood and guts, but there's more tension and, like, oh, God, don't go in that room, don't go in that room, like that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, so it's more like traditional horror. I think that was the reason I was able to watch Lovecraft Country is because it's like they had these horror moments, but overall, it did not feel like a horror television series to me. No, um, it did not. 
But you know what? It is Halloween season. It is Halloween uh, season. Maybe I could give the outsider a try just, just in the spirit of Halloween. I liked it. I think <laughs> you might enjoy it. And as uh, some comments on the Game of Thrones revival, Julie is Grim at Game of Thrones. Time for revival, I think. No, now. Um, <laughs> sure, why not? Although, as Kurt <laughs> points out, House of the Dragon is coming back in 2022, Game of Thrones prequel. I don't think they'll be doing that that quick, especially with the prequel on the way. But you know what? If the prequel fails horribly, then they're going to be on the phone with Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams like that, try to get something going. Um, we'll talk about Love Country in a little more detail in a minute. As Kurt says, wasn't horror. The Outsiders definitely suspense or traditional is a good word. Yeah, I agree with you, Kurt. It was more... I, 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 and I really enjoyed that, just kind of the uh, straightforwardness of the gruesome murder mystery tension. And we'll talk Love Country a little bit. Just a second. I think one more quick hit. Is it really fantasy or sci-fi? Although actually it kind of is. I have to mention, they just announced, yeah, you know it is, that they're ending the Fast and the Furious franchise after, it's been around since 2001. Yeah. Like, I think there's eight movies out, another one on the way, at least one spinoff, a t- an animated TV show, two more movies after that they're going to finish it up with. Okay, I wanted to mention this because I, I know how big it is. I know how hugely popular it is. I will admit, I haven't watched a single one. Um, I just never, I just never, I mean, I, I just was never that interested. Yeah. Um, Mia, do you have any opinions on this franchise? And it's, hmm. I mean, but it is historically, it is oh, yeah. it's, that it's ending because it is yeah. enormous. People haven't seen it. This franchise is like billions and billions of dollars, mostly yeah. overseas for some reason, because I guess like you, you don't need to like know the cultural specificity to understand like room, room, cars go fast. Yeah. It's like really been big there. <laughs> And it's, it's just kept on trucking, pun intended, for a long, long time. It's finally ending. <laughs> yeah, I think this is Fast and the Furious time. I have not, I know like my dad and brother have like watched, like watch, watch every single one of those, maybe for the <laughs> really? exception of like Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know if it's because they like it or they feel forced to watch it or <laughs> I don't know why. Who? Who's forcing them? <laughs> I don't know, masculinity or something. I don't know. <laughs> But I have, I've only seen like bits and pieces of it. So I can't say for sure, like, you know, I don't know. I, I have a weird relationship, I guess, with this franchise. I think mainly because I'm like staring at Vin Diesel's face in this photograph. Because every time I see this and I see his acting, I'm like, who let this happen? <laughs> I'm so serious. It's like the action plots are ridiculous. You know, cars are flying through the sky and you're making jumps that, you know, like have no basis in physics whatsoever. Um, So I can see why it's exciting, you know, for the people who are just like, you know, action, like, you know, just lovers, you know, all the way to the sea. But I'm like, I think it's time. I think it's time we lay it to rest. Um, uh, One funny story is that when I was in Universal Studios, this was two years ago, we went on the Fast and the Furious ride, (laughs) which had just come out. And ironically enough, as we were trying to, you know, enjoy the ride, it just like kept breaking down, (laughs) which was already, I'm like, (laughs) oh, the irony. And then it was, it was still like so anticlimactic. It had, you know, like it, it should have never been put in Universal Studios to begin with. And I will, I'll die on that hill. It is an awful ride. Acting was equally as awful. And you can find the ride on YouTube. You'll get a great laugh (laughs) out of it just by the acting alone. It sounds like you hate the series. And I, I see we're just putting up yeah. lots of Vin Diesel smiling at us and glowing sometimes faces. I mean, I know it's very big. I hope um, 
people who enjoy it get a kick out of the final two. I don't super care about it myself. And I'm yeah. and you you loathe it. But um good good show, Fast yeah. and Furious, as Kurt as Kurt says. The only thing I like out of do it. Anything. Uh, what is that a euphemism? <laughs> oh, can make a card. Yeah, yeah, he can. He certainly can. And they're going to space in one of the next ones. So cars, cars in space. So like yeah. a spaceship car. That's pretty some cool. Star Wars crossover, so I might just have to cover it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Veered away from the original premise, but cars and guns and action always win, says Kurt. Yeah. Oh, hard to say that. The other thing, <laughs> well, I'm continuously. <laughs> Just keep, storming keep on slagging this. fast and furious short the video game that recently came out another absolutely awful production very low playthrough um once again vin diesel 10 out of 10 actor on or was he yeah i think he was in it and he's like the scene stealer which says a lot <laughs> about a video game in this franchise um so yeah, I know we're not a video game uh, podcast, but I just I had to throw it out there because to me it's comedy, <laughs> and I kind of just like watching the disaster that it is. And I won't say you know you can get some good entertainment out of it. You know, it, it's not like cinema with a capital C. Um, no. Yeah, let you know. Let me stop my my rant now. Talk about I, sweaters. Look at that thing. <laughs> oh man! Oh, is that the video game? Yes. It is, it is something Ooh, else. The gameplay like is, I know. Yeah, the gameplay is something else. Makes no sense. It's kind of boring. And it's like, it took for, whatever happened with this video game, it's like, it could have been great. Like a Fast and Furious video game sounds awesome, but it just went down the toilet. So. All right. We yeah. are moving on Fast and the Furious. Please, Talking please. I will go while. on all night. <laughs> all right. I think, um, let's see. Elon put a car in space, says Christian. Yes, yes, Christian, but did he drag race it in space? Yeah, I think that's not the same. what Fasters can bring to it. The next thing I want to talk about, we don't talk about um, the finale of Lovecraft Country, which we both watched, we both enjoyed. Um, cool new series. Apparently, apparently they want a second season. And let's start this with a comment from Martin, because I think it, uh, it taps into some of our feelings. Martin asks, Anybody else think there was loads of Lovecraft Country and important parts at the left on the cutting room floor? Maybe time to read the book. So, and as Kurt says, yes, Vin Diesel, you have a hater here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna gonna be beefy. He kind of does. Like he's gonna like show up outside your door this day. We're gonna hear like a what do you, like the 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 suspensers on like a really loud yeah. car going by. He's gonna be blasting his song that he came out with. Oh, <laughs> anyway, before we get any please, deeper, what did you think of the Lovecraft Country finale? Full circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Wow, the Lovecraft finale. I'll say off the bat that I was not overly impressed, and it hurts me to say that I was not overly impressed with it. It just, it. I don't know what it kind of fell victim to, maybe perhaps having so much going on that it felt like a really abrupt ending, maybe a little bit of a dissatisfying ending. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that out of the 10 episodes, it had stronger episodes out the series uh-huh. than the finale, which that usually doesn't happen. Usually finales, well, maybe not Dexter or you know Game of Thrones or something like that, but Usually a good finale, you know, you end it very strong. And I just didn't have that feeling this time. Yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I think Julie said earlier that she really loved it. So we'd love to hear from you, Julie. But um, 
the ending specifically, it seemed very kind of short. And I definitely had a feeling of, is that it? Like I kept mm -hmm. waiting for a sort of like post-credit stinger to maybe tell me what happened to the gang on their summer vacation. Like yeah. what happened after that? Like the show has been really consistently creative. Like every episode kind of brought me something new. I never knew what I was going to watch. Like one episode was the Haunted House one. Then it was the Indiana Jones ripoff. Mm -hmm. And then it was the body horror. And then it was um, the Korean War kind of excursion. I keep going. But the yeah. point is it did a great job of like really keeping me on my toes. And I don't know, like the, 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 the ending, I wanted some resolution for a lot of the characters, for Montrose, Hippolyta, for D. Mm -hmm. um for letty and it just sort of ends it sort of ends with the villain is dead and the person that i kind of least suspected to kill her kills her yeah. um should we just spoil it i don't know let's try not to <laughs> and I, I i was left with a little like oh you you want a season two don't you it's like <laughs> that's the only reason I can think why they would kind of end it that abruptly and not give me sort of the resolution I I, I need. Yeah. Like they have to know we would have wanted that. Yeah, it it's a weird leave them wanting more in a way that they don't necessarily set up a cliffhanger. Like honestly, if it had ended on episode nine with the intention of like knowing there's gonna be a season two, I'd be like, wow, that was a great 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 finale but the way that it ended to me sure. i think the problem was it had all these you know magic side plots that were really kind of to me clunking up the the overall plot <laughs> like talking with my hands here but i think that was something that it was like part of the script i've been saying they played fast and loose with the magic and the rules Furious. of the magic <laughs> no please don't <laughs> and um so to me a lot of it just didn't make sense throughout the whole series and like all of a sudden it's like now this is like legit legit a part of the ending and of the season closer and to me the the stakes kind of felt low by that point because I was like wait what do we you know how does this magic work can Atticus really just like avoid it does he really need to die does he none of that stuff was set up in the beginning up until kind of the last moment. So that to me is where it felt flat um, as far as payoffs. Yeah, the, the, the magic stuff was always kind of a, a, a bit of a weak point. And you know, I, I've decided I wanna spoil things a little bit because I do wanna complain or praise some of those specific points. And Christian just asked a question that, I, that I'm that i wondering myself. Um, so I'm gonna start spoiling Lovecraft Country in three, two, one. Okay, Christian asks, Dee's last words to Christina made it sound like she knew more about her entire life. Was it Dee or someone in Dee's body? Yeah, like Dee, who'd never met Christina, so far as I know, is the one to kill her. And it seems pretty personal. She's like, you still haven't learned. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, A, why aren't you like with a babysitter in Chicago <laughs> yeah. going on this trip? And B, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Haven't learned what and why is no one minding you? <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering what she was doing out on her own in the first place, because they did leave her in the car. And then for plot reasons, she decided to take a walk and found Christina laying under the rubble, Cersei Lannister style. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's someone else in, in, in Dee's body. I think Dee yeah, just kind of turned into a, a uh, cold blooded, 
you know, robot armed killed girl yeah off screen yeah that was kind of a weird and to me i also i said this in our uh lovecraft country chronicles podcast as well to me it was a little dark to have a child you know she no more than a teenager strangle a woman you know with a robotic arm i thought was kind of dark maybe it was dark to me (laughs) um but yeah i think uh kurt did say it was a it was a dope shot. It was oh, a dope sure. shot. Oh, I the show always it. like yeah. looks tremendous. And like yeah. its individual bits are always really, really good. Like I love, personally, I love the bit where Christina's like, I mean, the cut and open the wrist was gross. <laughs> but I did love her like bathing in Atticus's blood, mm-hmm. like a waterfall going out of his wrist and like going full, like carry, like horror icon, laughing in the moonlight, crazy person. I like, the show does mood really, 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 really well. Yeah. Um, I just don't think, like, when you start to think about it, I kind of going like, wait, what? Yeah, Kurt says she was full of vengeance from Emmett being killed sure. and that spell being put on her. Yeah, in a way, maybe it's like, because they made that line about, you know, magic being bound or taken away from all white people. So may I don't know. And I don't want this to be controversial or anything either. Maybe they're, like, trying to put all of you know history all of white history on christina kind of like how all of black history was put on atticus because now magic was in black people's hands but till still to me it kind of seems like well lancaster is the one who put the curse on her christina honestly helped her um and then what was the other thing emmett like which is this bad to say like yeah technically christina did not kill Emmett till either she didn't um, care either, though. Look, but she, right, I was also going to mention Christina's better off care. dead. I yeah. mean, it's not <laughs> yeah. like you want her alive. Uh, to me, it, it was still just kind of, it, it felt to me like something, maybe, you know, the vengeance comes because she did end up killing Atticus. So I can see that. And sort of all those things kind of surmount to it being like, you killed my cousin, now I'm going to kill you. So as I think about it, it kind of makes more sense sure. in that regard. I guess I just wanted more wind down, I guess. Like, what happened? Like, yeah. Again, if they happen in season two, that they can do that. As Kurt says, they shouldn't do a season two. It's all, it's going to be a weird storyline. They shut all the magic out. Tick is dead, and the only person left is his son. So there aren't any more villains, my opinion. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, if they have a season two, I'm going to guess they're going to introduce some new folk. Bring in, yeah. I mean, weren't there like 18,000 chapters or something, or like 100 magic <laughs> chapters? Bring in another one. Yeah. I'm sure they can think of something. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it could have been stronger yeah. and, but I wish them the best if they want oh, yeah. to try. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, the finale of Game of Thrones season one, like that was a season one finale. There's a lot more show to go, but that still felt like uh, wow. Hot damn cool ending. Like that's Daenerys. Um, her dragons are born and oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's for the first time they like get on her shoulder. And it was like a, Whoa, bring season two right now. This was more, Huh? <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah, I I'd be curious to see what they would do for season two because they they split from the book kind of midway through, um, and Christina being a new ish character was part of that, and so the ending between the book and the series finale was very completely different, uh, and so now it's kind of like they don't really have that book material either to use as a reference point, but I, th- I don't know. They, they created their own world anyway. So I think yeah. now that they've got this authority, you know, they know what their world is about. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
tighten up the, you know, the rules of magic a little bit, and then they can kind of move on with season two based on their own ideas. But yeah, I, I still have a hard time picturing what that can mean and what, you know, the ramifications of everything that happened would be. I'm sure they seem more than creative enough to invent something. So yeah. good on you, Misha Green. Uh, keep on trucking again. <laughs> we just cannot get away from Fast and the Furious today. I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> trucking, get it? Because cars and motorists. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> All right. Um, before we go to our little final segment, uh, I wanted to advise you all that we are available on iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are sold. Um, if you want to listen to us in podcast form, you can do that. And you can also leave a review if you feel like it on iTunes, giving us 18,000 stars for money are available. So we can spread our message of joy, peace, and hating Fast and Furious throughout the internet, wherever ears are there. All right, finally, just um, to have some Game of Thrones in this thing, I want to draw your attention to a new book coming out, um, I believe, oh, November 3rd, so quite quickly. A Storm of Swords, the illustrated edition, which is a new, um, A Storm of Swords is the third book in A Song of Ice and Fire, George R. R. Martin's fantasy book series. It's the best one, if you ask me. Like, that's the one where Daenerys burns down Astapor, which is a little weird in retrospect, I guess. <laughs> you know what she does? <laughs> it's the one where Joffrey dies at his own wedding. It's the one with the red wedding. It's like the one where Jamie gives his tearful bathtub speech about killing the king. It's like the Game of Thrones book. And Gary Gianni, a very talented artist, is putting out these really, really cool new illustrations here. Um, love that. And that's Daenerys burning down Astapor. Looking <laughs> badass on her horse. Looking great. Um, I think there's also one of the Red Wedding. Yeah, there's Catelyn. There's Walder Frey in the background. She's very upset, holding the knife to his fool. In the show, it was his wife. In the book, it's his, uh, his je court jester. Change it a little bit. Um, really, really cool. Like these things have been very nice. They put out illustrated editions of the first two books already. They're doing the third one. And you know, they're beautiful. Um, if you haven't read the books yet, great place to start because who doesn't like pictures? And if you have read them and just want to do it with pretty pictures, now mm -hmm. is your chance. A Storm of Swords, the illustrated edition comes out November 3rd. Hope you enjoy. Mia, anything else that you want to bring up before we sign off today? Oh, gosh. Anything you know what? It? I saw the news about um, Jarrett Little coming back mm -hmm. for uh, Snyder Cut. <laughs> if you thought my um, um, Ben Diesel rant was bad, hold on to your hats. No. <laughs> oh, do you hate Jarrett Little too? I, after finding out what he did uh, back when they were shooting Suicide Squad, when he was like being like way too in character and sending his castmates dirty things, that's where I had to draw the line. I thought it was completely unprofessional. And I was like, why would you ever want to work with this guy again? I don't know. Like what Robert Patton said about that kind of thing. Like you only hear people saying I'm staying in character when they're being like awful. Like you never hear someone like, <laughs> Oh, I'm in character. I have to be happy and pleasant all the time. No, it's always like as an excuse for something really terrible they did. I'm just in character. Like, yeah. no, be an actor. You're playing the guy when the camera's on and then be like a human being when it's off. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very surprised. I And I wasn't even a fan of that Joker iteration in the Suicide Squad to begin with. Call it um, the um, meth teeth hot topic Joker. 
Yeah, it was, I didn't like it. And I'm glad they cut his scenes. And I really don't know what the need to bring him back and in, in the Justice League Snyder cut could be. So I don't know if that makes me more curious to see it or more adverse and just being like, I, I don't need this in my life anymore. It sounds like Zack Snyder is taking the opportunity to make a grand, sprawling, everything plus the kitchen sink kind of movie that frankly usually it sounds like it's going to be an overreaching um kind of indulgent mini disaster Mm -hmm. or it's a completely brilliant um epic that will end superhero movies i don't think it's going to be between those things i have a hard time believing it's going to be like solidly middle of the road at this point with all the things you're bringing in like i think jonathan kent is going to be in there too somehow kevin costner is going to come back is the hint that's just a rumor he, he said he gave one of those like well i can't tell you anything which is like when you don't say no i'm basically taking it as a yes yeah <laughs> um i think it's going to be either god awful and just way too much or it's going to be wonderful is i think yeah. like the two options it has at this point yeah there is no in between as for me um I, I enjoyed The Boys so much the second season that I've, I'm going back and watching the first now. Yay! Ta-da! That was good enough. How about you? Did you ever finish it? No, you know I'm so slow. This is how I work. This is how I function. So <laughs> slowly but surely I will get to the end. Fair enough. I've got to get finished Shits, Shits Creek up too. That was when I kind of yeah. fell off. Like, yeah. Folk keep telling me to stick with it and it gets really good. So I'll just, mm. I'm going to trust them. And I've got on my list, I need to rewatch The Mandalorian. Only eight episodes, so I can like yeah. fully be prepared for next week. So. Yeah, next week we'll um, do a big preview of some of the big shows coming down the pipeline the next few months. And there are some good ones. And then yeah. nothing, because coronavirus will kick in <laughs> around then. So thanks for watching, everybody. We will see you here at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time every Wednesday on the Winners Coming Facebook page. Otherwise, we're available on the YouTube we are available on podcasts, as mentioned, Google Play, iTunes, etc., and so forth. Give us a like, give us a share, give us a listen, like and subscribe, etc., and so forth. People love saying that. Um, and ring the bell. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Happy watching. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.